You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusademus 2021, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Four hummingbirds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree On the fifth day of Christmas Christmas, my true love sent to me Guess what you get to do, Laurel? An atomic robo roboing. Hello and welcome to the first day of the 12 Days of Crusaders for 2021. Peek behind the curtain, we're recording this, it's still 2020, so this is exceptionally weird. <laughs> but anyway, this is all brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusade, this is, of course, our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. We celebrate this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusade, will bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this first day of Crusade, Miss Jared Albrecht, the Christmas Probe, and here are the three who's of Whoville joining me for today's unwrapping. And I'm going to, if you guys have bits prepared, I'm going to do bits on top of your bits. So I will start. Jason, the weasel skull, the Christmas skull, the Christmas weasel, he's joining us. And before you start your bit, I want to give you an extra present for the first day of the 12 Days of Crusades. This is the Feltzer Juicer. So this is the Feltzer Juicer just for you. Oh, thank you, Feltzer Juicer. That's great. I have to be honest with you, Jared. This is tough, man. It's a tough year. It's, uh, God, it feels like Christmas just keeps coming sooner and sooner every year. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's I like mean, it's not because we're recording this like four days after Christmas 2020 or anything. And you know, it's like I don't think I didn't notice that you know with Sean's passing, I'm the one who had to clean his room, and I'm just now getting finished. It was Oof. a mess. I mean, it was terrible. God, I miss that man. Uh, rest in peace, Sean. But holy cow you, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're getting the security deposit back on that fellow well it could all work out if we sell that bountiful collection of hustler he had we might could make a pretty penny yeah uh some of those i don't think are in condition for selling let's move we'll on just, let's move let's, on to uh let's wait <laughs> who is this person down here there's you said there's four of us i see a fifth one well, who's this lady a- what's your name miss Yes, Laurel, and officially I'm safe from Connery's wandering hands now, so we're all good. Well, what was it before you changed it? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have the magic. It doesn't have it's the magic. So <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it was in his, it was in his last request that I keep this bit going. Oh, okay. All right. Well, she is safe from his wandering hands, so that is good. Yeah, me too. Speaking of wandering hands, 
Let's talk to Delvin, the dark web, the Christmas web, Williams. And Delvin, for you, I got the Feltzer bathroom buddy. So this is for you, buddy. Could always use another buddy in the bathroom. So thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you very much. And like, I don't know if you know, but 2021 is the year of conspiracy. And so if you take Crusademus, you know, you have Crusade and then you have Mass, right? And see it all. I, I, I don't have anywhere else to go with this. That's as far uh, as that went. Is. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> all right. Bit, bit just fell flat. <laughs> Fizzle bits. <laughs> Fizzle bits. Hang on. I've got to crack myself up. Okay. And for my final Who from Whoville, it is the founder of the Long Box Crusade Network. It is Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Chris Kringle, Chris Tatos. And Pat, my final gift here for the kickoff is the Feltzer Smokeless Ashtray. Mm, I think I could have multiple uses for that. I haven't opened it up yet. So what's the size of it? Is it portable? Travel? Yeah, yeah. You can From when we it. go to, you know, Gotham and back to England and all that, mm-hmm, that I can bring mm-hmm. it around with my pipes. Yeah, it is a good gift for you. The yeah. Feltzer Smokeless Ashtray. Ah, I like that. I think anybody I like get it. where that that bit came from? Not even a little bit. No, no. Gremlins, Gremlins. Ah, oh. oh, dad yeah, was the inventor. He, he invented all those things, and none of yeah, them. Yeah, that one is fresh in your mind. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Anyway, back to you, Pat. What kind of bit do you have? Well, Jared, now that it's the first day of Crusade Miss here at the uh, festively decorated LBC mm-hmm. headquarters, well, it uh, it's time to get the, the the festivities of decorating started here. So. It is the first day, so I have brought in our Christmas tree, and I'm just... Hey, Clinton, Clinton, get the... No, no, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll, we'll get the partridge later. And no, I, not the family. I don't want the partridge family. I just want the animal. <laughs> what are we keeping that basement? We have a partridge family in our basement. <laughs> Sky Strikers. Partridge. partridge family. I don't know. what you know. It, it's a miracle with all that's down there. It's like a portal to everything you want, ever want, mm. and then some. So we're we're starting to decorate. So last year, you guys kind of ditched me mm. at the end. Yeah. So I've decided to slowly build up everything this year. Mm-hmm. That way, you I make sure you guys are all here. So mm. I'm going to hand out some of the decorations for each of you to start, hand, uh, you know, putting on the Christmas tree. We should definitely go ahead and get started with the show. Yeah, yeah let's get started with the show. Decorate, immediately but, after the but, show, because I'm letting the right. floor dry in Sean's room, and I got to go put down another mm-hmm. layer of... Uh, cleaner there so i gotta go find the rest of my bit because i only put half of it in so yes that was really small bit yeah it was yeah and And i have to make up an excuse to not help so that's well well, maybe laura will be able to help me with that i'm not gonna recommend it but she can do what she wants and speaking of which we do have a podcast celebrity guest with us from the huntress podcast and the feathers and foes podcast we have the lovely Laurel. Welcome to Longbox Crusade, almost festively decorated headquarters, Laurel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, we're happy that you're here. You add class to the place. Uh, I'm glad you came because both Jason and Pat decided to shower. Uh, that was a good two weeks early. And they did that for you. So appreciate it. I use the good stuff, too, man. I use the axe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably set off my asthma. <laughs> it backfired on you again, Jason. Maybe next year. That's that explains a lot. And I'm sorry I left Sean's door open. I didn't know you were in the studio. <laughs> oh boy. 
Yeah, we, we, we should move on. So, uh, Laurel, what do you have gift wrapped in that stocking under your arm? Well, as you may have heard, one atomic robo robbing. So today we are unwrapping Atomic Robo, Volume 4, Number 3, from 2010. So Atomic Robo debuted in 2007, the creation of Brian Clevener and artist Scott Wegener. The series stars Atomic Robo, a super strong, bulky robot with big blue lit eyes built by Nikola Tesla in 1923 and imbued with automatic intelligence. His wisecracking personality is actually based on writer Clevinger's grandfather. The humor series comes out as miniseries, which follow Robo's adventures at various points in his timeline in no particular order, from early days with Tesla to his modern-day role as head of Tesladyne, a scientific think tank, where so-called action scientists go out into the field to help Robo battle a variety of super science and paranormal threats. How can you lose when you have action geology, action biology, or the power of spreadsheets? I love this series because of the imagination of the stories, the humor, and the heart. The situations that Robo finds himself in are ridiculous fun, like fighting giant ants or an ancient pyramid suddenly rolling across the desert wielding a sun-powered death ray or a Thulu time monster literally sprouting out of the head of H.P. Lovecraft. The issue we're discussing today involves my favorite reoccurring villain, Dr. Dinosaur, an insane oversized talking velociraptor who claims he time-traveled to the present day using the power of crystals. How do you beat that? While the issue we're discussing today is high on the humor scale, other issues show more heart, like Robo's relationship with his father figure Tesla, his affection for the 30s villain Atlante who trained him, the sacrifices of war and how those he fought beside in World War II are aging and dying while he carries on. The art style is clean and on the cartoony side, but it gets across what Bobo's feeling through body language and the manipulation of his big blue eyes. So have any of you read Atomic Robo? He did have some free comic book day issues you might have come across. Let's start with Jason. You know, when you brought this series forward, it was killing me because I... I knew I heard of it, and I was like, I don't know if I've read it or not. And I realized just a couple days ago that I had stumbled on a graphic novel, uh, or a trade, rather, at a garage sale. So although I have it, and I have it sitting on my to-read pile, I haven't actually read it yet. So this is the first issue that I've read, is the one that you brought forward today. All righty. Pat, how about yourself? I have never heard of Atomic Robo. Or uh, seen them anywhere in like in my outings of to comic shops and back bins and all that stuff. So I, I wasn't sure what I was getting into. Jared, you ever read any of these? I have not. This is absolutely new to me. And um, yeah, I've got things to say about it. I'm excited to talk about it. Well, that's positive. Delvin, how about yourself? I think it is going to be positive. And it's also four for four because I have never heard of this series at all. This is my first time reading anything about the character. Although I can say Delvin did some extra reading because he doesn't pay attention during team meetings. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You get what you deserve. <laughs> we'll go into that later, I'm certain, Laurel. Back to you. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you the description of what happens in the volume I brought today. This is volume four, issue three. It's from 2010, entitled Why Dr. Dornosaur Hates Atomic Robo. Atomic Robo is investigating sightings of lizard men 
on a remote island when his helicopter is shot down and he's taken prisoner by Dr. Dinosaur. Robo banters with the talking dinosaur, stalling until his second team arrives to free him. After a short battle, Robo orders the others back to the helicopter as he chases Dr. Dinosaur into a hidden sub-basement. He finds a giant crystal supposedly powering the base, but he discounts the danger and fires his gun at Dr. Dinosaur. Next thing we know, Robo is arcing out of the sky to land in a heap half buried in the sand. His team digs him out, and as they leave, Robo tells him Dr. Dinosaur is dead. But of course he's not. And he vows, now it's my turn. And this is why Dr. Dinosaur hates Atomic Robo. So guys, what did you think of this? Let's start with Pat this time. Like I said before, I wasn't sure what I was going to get into with this comic, not knowing anything about Atomic Robo. And so when I finally started to read it, the beginning of this just kind of starts off abruptly, I think, where it's like, okay, he he needs to go fly a chopper, he gets shot down, and all of a sudden he's in this banter with this dinosaur (laughs) that's a raptor. And I'm like, whoa, what's happening here? And then they start... Just the banter is starting to read between the two and I start turning the page and turning the page and turning the page and turning the page and just immediately fell kind of in love with this is just the storytelling and the humor that was going back and forth. Once I got it, I was like, oh man, this is pretty fun and just enjoying it so much. This awesome, you know, a, a talking Velasar is just, <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of things and I'm sure we all know who Jared is thinking of when he, when he hears this, you know. And the nice thing is, you know what it is? It's summer in this one. So uh, I thought it was very good. The artwork in here as well was interesting. Uh, It kept me going. And just the pacing of it all, like I said, it was turning the page, turning the page. It was a pretty, I think, what, 30-some page count, I think, when I kind of went through to think about it. But it did read pretty fast for me once you got it in and you got involved in the story and just how Atomic Robo was, you know, stalling it took me a while to figure out, what is he trying to do here? And then all of a sudden you get it, oh, he's stalling because these guys are going to come and save him. But just the tactics he was using to stall and just, oh, just the banter between the two. Very good. Fun read. I'm glad you liked it. Jared, why don't you tell us what you thought? I'm happy to. Uh, I break these down into four categories. I use Destro, Baroness, Cobra Commander, and Major Blood. <sighs> Never mind, those are just G.I. Joe villains. Anyways, <laughs> I am with Pat. This was a page-turner. There's so much good stuff to say about it. I want to leave good stuff for the other folks. I think you're going to hear a lot of good stuff. So I'll try to be quasi-brief and say the art was incredibly good. Well done expressions for a dinosaur to convey expressions of great humor was wonderful. I have read a lot of comic books in the past that I think are very, very funny comic books. Justice League International springs to mind. But rarely, when I'm reading something, do I laugh out loud. And as my brother can attest, because he was in the room when I read it, I laughed out loud many times. And I was like, this writer knows how to write humor. And so the humor's great. The art is great. The storytelling's great. The pacing's great. What a wonderful book to kick off Crusaders with. And I will leave it at that. Okay. Jason, you're the next one up. Well, Laurel, I absolutely adored this book. As Jared said, you know, as he was reading it, I heard him laughing out loud. Which made me want to take a look at it as well. Yeah, it got some uh, guffaws out of me, too. You know, let's talk about the artist a little bit again. Not just giving the dinosaur expression, but giving the robot expression throughout that issue. That's, I mean, that is incredibly difficult. No nose, no mouth. 
Yeah, but still, the the way that he like half opens his eyelids, you could just tell he's so frustrated with the whole situation, and that just adds to the comedy. You know, in comic books, artists can bring a book up; they can drag a book down, and sometimes the pairing just doesn't seem to quite match. This is one of those rare occasions where I think it is the perfect artist married with the writer. It just seemed to work, and it just pulls your eyes across the page, both the script and the art. I think you'd expect some high candy cane scores from me tonight. I got a question. Yes. What does you said? Guffawed. Guffawed. Yeah. What does that mean? Laughed out loud, heartily. Ah, okay. Thank you. We have to do this several it's times. Like, night, it's like, <laughs> that's a guffaw. That was more of a titter. Mm, titter right. No, I thought, a, more I like, thought a guffaw was a full belly. Like a Oh, you. Dinosaur, you. Yes. Ah, okay. Thank you. Did you notice the, did you guys notice the, the lettering for the dinosaur was this like jagged mm-hmm. scratch? Yeah. Great, great yeah. lettering work. Yeah. I, yeah. It makes you know that he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin, I'm sorry. I'm rolling onto your segment here. What, what do you think? Don't be sorry. And, you know, it, it shows that he is insane, but what it didn't show was that he was actually a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that riffing. Uh, throughout the entire thing about how he just kept laying down facts about you're you're not really a dinosaur and even if you were a velociraptor you'd be half the size <laughs> you wouldn't know how a t-rex sounded because they were literally millions of years apart reading through this i was definitely like well this is something that could be right up the alley of the vast majority of the long box crusade crew particularly jared because i saw the dinosaurs like yeah that was that's stegron Talking dinosaurs are my weakness. A talking dinosaur. A talking dinosaur or a talking dinosaur. No one else can see the quote marks, but trust me, they're there. It was fun. And since Jared gave away some of my business, I did read another issue of the book. And it was the first one. And I'm actually glad I did because I was like, it puts you right in the middle of the action. And there was this job interview going on between two people. And or these two people were there for a job interview and they came in and then one of them got the job and just was immediately thrown into all of this ridiculous chaos that goes on through the day. And so I was like, this is offbeat. And it, it's just one of those clever offbeat, you know, and you know, it as soon as you see it in a comic book, there's just, I don't know, something about even like the small bits land and then the big bits land too. And, and it's just a, a lot of goodness. And I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the artwork. I enjoyed the silliness of this dinosaur man that's not quite a dinosaur. I enjoyed that the robot was mocking him for everything that he was. I enjoyed the uh, kick butt, a guy who could just kick anyone's... T- what What's his name? Basically the fix-it guy, the guy who could beat Jenkins. up anyone. Jenkins. Jenkins. Jenkins, who could beat up anyone. He did a lot more in the first one that I read. That That's not this one, but still... All of it was enjoyable. It really was. And I'm, I'm amazed that I hadn't heard of this or even seen it. So great read. I loved it. I was actually introduced through a library book club of all things, science fiction oh. fantasy book club. So I should give credit to them for bringing this in as one of the books to read. Nice. Wonderful. So now it is time to rate your interest in the series on the official Crusademus Candy Cane scale. 
on a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? And Delvin, we get to start with you. You're going to read the rest of the book? Wow, man, starting with me, rough. I, I feel like I have to start high, so I, I'm, I'm not low compared to the rest, but I, I'm not doing it just for the sake of doing it. I'm doing it because if I did read the rest, it would be a very quick read and a fun one. And I read two books or two uh, issues of the series and the series and it went by felt like 15, 20 minutes. And it wasn't just a I'm flipping through. It was a this is just fun and lighthearted and I'm enjoying it. And I just like flipping the pages. So we will start the first day of Crusades with an 11 candy canes. I enjoyed it very much. Wow. All right, Jason, what are you feeling like you're going to give it? Well, as you well know, I do the four categories, humor, heart, spectacle, and art. Humor, got to give it a full three. I laughed out loud the whole time. A heart, that was my lowest scoring one. I gave it a one because I didn't really get uh, a lot of the the heart and soul, but I feel like that it's there. It just wasn't really sure. This was more fun and games issue, I think. Mm -hmm. So I, I landed on a one there. Spectacle gave it a three all the guys have already said it it's a page turner it kept me going all through throughout the book and art we've talked about that to death i'd I mean, it'd be criminal to give it any less than a three this is a magnificently illustrated book and it's paired well with the writer and then of course i'm going to give you an extra candy cane for being a lovely guest and being a good sport to all our shenanigans that puts me at 11 candy canes as well and I'm going to take that trade paperback that's sitting on my to-read pile and move it up to the top. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Pat, how about you? What do you think you're going to give uh, Candy Cane Scale? Well, Laura, I am glad you asked. I have been rating these comics on the same kind of a scale as Jason, but I do it in reverse with art, spectacle, heart, and humor. No. Yes, I did get through that no all by way. myself. <laughs> no. No, the no card. You've got that written down. I know you do. <laughs> I do. I do. We're shutting it down. We're shutting down Crusades for the year. We're done. <laughs> he got the bit right. I know. I, I'm so First proud of track. myself. I've been practicing all day, guys. You all day. Be. Wasn't that known as the Saha scale at one point? <laughs> <laughs> Saha scale, yes. <laughs> and in, in doing so, um, I'll start with, you know, the first category I always start with is art, and I give that a three. Going to the second one is Spectacle, and I've given that a three as well, too. Heart, I give it a two. It had me going there. And with the humor, this was all laughs. I'm giving it a three. So adding that all up, that puts me at an 11. And I think this is a good thing there. I would want to grab and find more just as a as a as like a cleansing one between long streaks of some other in-depth comics or whatever. This is just good fun read to, you know, give my mind a relaxation and just have some fun. So giving this an 11. All right, Jared, last one up. How many do you think you're going to give? Oh, how many do I think I'm going to give? Uh, I think I'm going to just go ahead and empty my box of candy canes right here on day one. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. You get all dozen of these candy canes. I love the art style, I love the humor. It's got a freaking talking dinosaur in it. For you really thing. had him at dinosaur. <laughs> and I love robot. Like, I love the combinations of weird things, like historical figures and werewolves. Did I tell you I wrote a comic book called Hamilton versus Burr Werewolf? I feel like I have not mentioned oh, that on the show. Anyway, 
great, great book. You've kicked off Crusaders 2021 in a most wonderful way. I'm seeing 11s and 12s laying out a lot of candy canes, diabetes for everybody. Since I went last, I want to hijack the show and give Delvin a little bit more to edit when he does the cleanup. I wanted to see if we could go around the horn real quick for our favorite funniest moment. <laughs> and I'm more than happy to start. I, I And I may not even be able to quote it correctly, but it's when Robo's team shows up to rescue him and the wall blows in and, and like all chaos is about to start. And one of Robo's team members says, you know, I don't remember what it was, drop the gun or put your hands up. And he called it like Lizard King or something like that. And Dr. Dyson, like, he took him back. King, you gave Lord, him a look. It was Lord Raptor. <laughs> like, he took a pause and be like, Ooh, he like, and then he so like, the oh, they like say, that. what is that? And yeah, they, like, he is like, some really? Dr. Dinosaur. Dr. Yeah. Dinosaur, yeah. And he's like, who's that Dr. Dinosaur? He's like, hmm. <laughs> He was like, ooh, yeah, I really like that name. And I just died. And with that, we'll go clockwise. So, Pat, funniest moment for you? You know, I thought it was just funny. All the bits were pretty good. I, I'm just laughing at he He's got this stuff strapped to him. Uh, like a backpack and all this kind of fun <laughs> yes, stuff just strapped to him. And, yeah, and he's got yeah, the cooking fire extinguisher. Yeah, the, the igloo with I'm like, what's in that thing? What's he got in that grenades. thing? <laughs> I was going to say, if you want to know, that is in one of the free comic book issues. It's the reverse of this, why Atomic Robo hates Dr. Dinosaur. And uh, you'll find that and yeah, that one. I think that's from 2009. <laughs> Just uh, all the stuff he's got clangering around on him. I'm like, oh man, that's just. I want to know more why he's got all these little bits and pieces. On him. <laughs> <laughs> the the grill utensils that he's got. <laughs> such good art. It looks what? like Wolverine when he's at the end. <laughs> yeah, later, you know. Jason. Yeah, that was one of my favorite bits. The homage to Wolverine and that iconic X Men scene. You know, you took your best shot. Now it's my turn. But with the grill utensils, I thought that was funny. But I'm going to give it up to the the water cooler, the the igloo cooler, uh, when he throws it at him and says, hey, the, the serum or whatever it is, is in this in this thing. And he said, if this is full of rocks, I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> so he opens it up and it's a bunch of grenades. And just the way the panel's laid out, he opens it up, a bunch of grenades. The robot, the look on his face, it's like, oh, man. Is and then the guy's funny? over that evil smile with the grenade pin in his hand. And That's boom. a different issue, actually. So. That's the free comic book day issue. They put them together in the trade then. Because they, yeah, really? yeah, they're all wrapped the together. Yeah, all wrapped oh. up in that, that issue. Yeah. No wonder you thought it was so long. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. put them together. In fact, oh. the comic, it's yeah. called like Why Dr. Dino Hates Robo and, and Why Robo Why Hates <laughs> Dr. Dinosaur. So they put it all to I see. Oh, oh, no so we got more. Bonus yes. That's why I was like, how do you know about the igloo? <laughs> we do our homework. That's right. We can't prepare. I think. I think you. I, I think I'm glad I actually read it all together like that because it all paid off. Oh yeah. Oh. I yeah. think. I think if I would have read them separately, then I would have been like, oh, you know, I don't. I don't know kind of what's going on, but yeah, they knew what is, they were doing when they made that trade and stuck them together because they flow so nice. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was two issues. I couldn't even tell you where the split is. That's how good it was. I don't yeah. know either. Man. Exactly. Well, the second part was actually printed first because that was the free comic book day from 2009. Oh. But I don't know if they were written that way or if that's just the way it was released. Yeah. Interesting. Because cool. I met Dr. Dinosaur before this issue, which was <laughs> I, I got this after the fact. So I don't know how it came out when it first came out. He needs hmm. his own series. But anyway, Delvin, we can get yeah, there's, there's more issues with him in it. So definitely want to <laughs> look at those. those down. Go ahead, Delvin. 
Okay, yeah, Jason took mine. It it was the bomb bit, but I'll just add that it was so Warner Brothers, Wiley Coyote, even to the effect that afterwards, it just showed like that small explosion where it panned away from the island and just... <laughs> Just like Wiley Coyote going, boom. So yeah, that that part of it for me was that was a very funny bit. Like that whole thing was very well done. Yeah, the layouts in here were just great, and just how the camera angles or the the panel angles. I want to add a bonus one that I had is the plan he made for how he's gonna, you know, what what his plan was for chopping off Robo's head, and then <laughs> <laughs> the next one is made in a box to the mail. <laughs> From Hisk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we can do this all night. We, we got, we got. Sure. My personal, my personal yeah. favorite is when he starts screaming treachery, mammal treachery. <laughs> <laughs> mammal well, treachery. And we're gonna talk and we're gonna talk the word bubbles. My favorite one is when he said that's not even a sentence. So oh, yeah. yes it is. And it had the subject and the predicate. I challenge. <laughs> that was so to me. I'm like that's so Jason. <laughs> oh, all right. Delvin's gonna have to edit this. So no more bonuses from any of you except for Laurel. Laurel, you uh, get to give your little wrap up. Well, I can highly recommend the first like seven volumes of this. But all of Atomic Robo is available on Comixology as well as free on their website atomic-robo.com, where you can choose such titles as. Atomic Robo and the Fighting Scientists of Tesladyne, The Dogs of War, The Shadow from Beyond Time, Revenge of the Vampire Dimension, The Flying She-Devils of the Pacific, The Ghost of Station 10, and many, many more. Mm. Well done, Laurel. Thank you so much for being here and bringing such a wonderful, wonderful book. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been wonderful. All right. Man, this is just a great way to kick off Crusademus. Feel so warm inside and... And yeah, I feel so good. I think immediately after recording, I'm going to go out and get Christmas cookies for everybody. Without any hesitation, I'm going to get in my car and drive away. <laughs> get Christmas Yeah, dude, dude, I'm, I'm coming with you. Okay, I'll, I'll Christmas be cookies with Delvin. Jason, you coming with? sticky. <laughs> Jason's going to clean that room, okay? And uh, Laurel can come with us to get cookies if she likes. Cookies guys, are good. Guys, yep. uh, uh, you're not Hey, hey, hey. These decorations are going to put themselves up. Yeah, do it. I got a show to close out here, Pat. Okay, that's going to wrap up day one of the 12 days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, like this one. Atomic Robo got a lot of candy canes, and it's awesome. You should read it. And you know what? If you do, let us know what you think about it. You can do that on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Longbox Crusade, or you can email Pat at contact at longboxcrusade.com contact at longboxcrusade.com get you in touch with Pat. Yes, yes, and if you're willing to help out, decorate. And all, he'll answer your questions, but that'll be it. There's no other thing. (laughs) (laughs) Pat, no one's going to help you decorate. All right, so if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, or you want to just hear more Crusademus in your life, if you scroll back far enough in our feed, you can find all the episodes of Crusademus Past. We're talking 2017, we're talking 2018, 2019, 2020, it's all there. 12 episodes per year, four years, that's... 73. Laurel, Laurel what's the math on that? You're just oh, asking. I am so not good at math. Oh, dang it, we gotta replace her, Jason. On that. <laughs> 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 if I was really working for you guys, which I am not, 
we'd be at HR all the time for sensitivity training. Let me tell you about my sensitivity, Laurel. I'm so heartbroken that no one for 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, no one helping me. And the tree set up Mm -hmm. and then I'll help you put up an ornament. Oh, that's an ornament. Uh, All that Crusavens is there for your listening. And with that, I'll give it back to Laurel to close this out. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what next gift is under this lovely Christmas tree that Pat is going to put up and I'll put an ornament on. (laughs) Until then. Thank you. DJ Cristados, will you play my favorite Christmas jam? Everybody to the car. Hey, hey. are sticking to the floor. These lights aren't going to put up themselves, guys. Joy to the world. discuss our copyright of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended we are just fans that like to share our love of comics outtakes y'all can hear me okay right it is on the snowball mic Sound yeah, great. Sound good. okay and, good. and you took the time to use headphones which is always appreciated yeah yeah <laughs> I didn't, that was a problem oh just oh, one in particular person yeah, not for 75 <laughs> Okay. I'm glad Laurel's here, man. The attractiveness of our podcast just went up like 426%. Oh, thank you. That's true. Oh, you meant Laurel. You guys are too kind. (laughs) We're thinking about putting a wig on Pat, but... uh, (laughs) Do you guys know there's another error in your paper? I was like, man, y'all do need somebody. (laughs) 
Laura, you uh, are that person. Laura, we're gonna have to talk because I get what you're you're running for our editor in chief gig. I get that, but I gotta tell you, you've been a little slow on the stats coming on our actual face off. So I you don't want my stats. I am my math skills. Uh, you're lucky I can subtract doing my checkbook. <laughs> you know? it's like, I don't remember anything. If you made me try to do statistics, I'd be so lost these days. Oh, it's easy. Whoa. Just make it up. That's what we do here on the show. Um, I'd be like doing little tick boxes. How many times have you mentioned this? You know, ah. I think he was doing the power. Uh, let's see, what was it? Flowers and fishnets. I think was mm-hmm. the. I yeah. think that's where he got that idea from i see which i have to ask ashford i don't know that existed before me that I, was I, half of jared's stage name in college mm-hmm. well, fishnets i was fishnets you know he was fishnets i was flowers i was feathers and foes <laughs> <laughs> that was low-hanging fruit that's right <laughs> <laughs> sound all right to me delvin give me a mic sounds nice delvin mic sounds nice delvin booming <laughs> all right Yes. Well, this is our first time we've ever recorded a Crusade Miss before the year. You get to wait literally an entire year for this. Yeah, yes. uh, my dad. My dad said, "What if the website isn't available in a year?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need you to take real good care of yourself." All right, just yeah. bubble wrap everywhere you go. I was like, "Yeah, the Atomic <laughs> Rubble people suddenly stop letting it go for free. I'm going to sound pretty stupid." Ah. Uh, uh, no, uh, you'll be fine. People will go out and search it. Yes. Do you realize with the Christmas probe, that really what you want to say? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the update. It just Laura. sounds really weird. It's yeah. Welcome to welcome, welcome to, to uh, Long <laughs> And it if hurts that's too. What I'm like, I don't know that I'd want to put it that way. Okay. <laughs> she clearly needs to listen to more episodes. <laughs> 